Margaret. Mark chapter 10, 17. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. And Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, Sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying. And went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and about and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the, and, the, and the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and say unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? Exclamation point. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Precious Lord, who then can be saved? Who then can be saved? Father God, folks need to be saved. You said in your word, for by grace are you saved. Well, if for grace are we saved, we need grace. Did you say, for by grace are you saved through faith? Then we need faith. 
Then he said, for by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. Then we need you to get us out of the way so that grace and faith can work in our lives. And then you say, for by grace are you saved through faith and not even self. It is a gift of God. We, we need that gift. We don't need it on our birthday. We don't need it on Christmas. We need it right now. Right now. Why? Because we need a Savior. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Get a radical. Getting radical. See, 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 we we running around. We running around. Jesus loves you. Yes, I know. Cost the Bible. Tell me so. Let me tell you something. Jesus was radical. He was confrontational. See, see, they never would have crucified Jesus. If he was just Jesus' love. Okay? Live your best life now. God loves everybody. God don't love everybody. I'm I'm, I'm sad to say. God don't love everybody. Pastor, that's that's radical. It is radical. Because if God loved everybody, Uh there wouldn't be no Lake of fire. If God loved everybody, and we were studying on Wednesday when, when, when the word God said, and the sea, and the sea gave up their dead. Hell and death gave up their dead to be judged. God, you know, they died. Leave them alone. God lives there. We ain't got to judge them. No, 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 no. God got a good memory. But let's get to this text. Because I was sitting here talking about, well, God, I'll I, I be on, I, I told you, I got, got 15,000 friends on the free names. God is confrontational. God is militant. God is radical. Sorry, God is not radical. Somebody send me back. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm going to give you 10 weeks of God being radical. This is one of the most radical teachings in the word of God by Jesus. This is radical. This is radical. This ain't this ain't normal teaching. Okay? I didn't I didn't, I didn't got to I didn't got to where I don't know maybe it was Jeremy and Vaughn going on vacation or whatever in the last few weeks. I didn't got to I don't give a rip. Okay? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it down. Alright? I am God, God, God has told me. He said, "You need to be more radical." I don't know. For me to say, well, I don't know if that's possible, but. Amen. Now watch this text. We're gonna go verse by verse. Okay. I'm gonna go verse by verse, and we're gonna learn something today about being radical. This is radical. Here we go. Here we go. First number seventeen. And when he was gone forth in the way, this is the daytime. Jesus is out walking the streets of Jerusalem, preaching the word of God, talking about the kingdom of God. Okay? And there came one running. This was in the daytime. You didn't run in Jerusalem at night. 
Because there weren't no street lights and all that. They weren't not, you weren't running. You run into something, okay? So he came running. Remember Nicodemus came at night. This man didn't care. This man was desperate. He wanted a word from the good masters, he called them. And he came running and he kneeled to him in respect and in adoration. And he kneeled to Jesus and he asked him the greatest question that can ever be asked by a young man or by an old man. He said, good master. Now that's interesting. He said, call Jesus good master. We're going to get to that in the next verse. But here's the question. What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? That's a great question. You know what he's really saying? I'm living good now. I'm living good now. I got everything. Okay? I got everything a man could ask for. Okay? I don't know if he wore purple or not. He could have, he said, I got, I, I, I wear purple every day. I fear something every day. I got more than enough. But I know one day I'm going to die. Okay? Okay? Anybody in here think they're not going to die one day? Okay? I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't groundbreaking what he said. But he said, I want to live good. I'm living good now. But what may I do? What can I do to live good for all eternity? Isn't that a great question? That's a great question. Watch Jesus in verse 18. And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? Have we ever met? See, see, I hear people saying it all the time. Calling God good and have no relationship with him. Know nothing about him. But he's good. God is good. We know he's good. But why, what is God saying to this rich young ruler here? He said, why callest thou me good? He says, there's none good. But one, and that is God. So he's actually saying, you calling me good master like you would call any teacher. But why are you calling me good? Because only God is good. I'm either God or I am nobody. You don't spend a lot of time on that. Because it's so rich. He's going to get radical in verse 19. This is my radical. I got ours on all these verses. He said, thou knowest the commandments. Now, now before y'all jump to the conclusion, he's not asking this man, can you recite them? Okay. See, some of us can. I, I, I can recite them. I can recite the Ten Commandments if I go in my office. Cindy got the Ten Commandments in a couple of rooms at our house. And I just go in there. And if I want to write down the Ten Commandments, I will look at something on the wall. Okay. But just for our learning. Here's the Ten Commandments. Okay. Number one. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt have. No other gods. Before me. Number two. 
Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Okay? That's the blue-eyed Jesus y'all see. The long hair, look, the Fabio-looking guy. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Oh my God! Oh my God! OMG! Hit your, hit, your, hit your hand with a hammer, you're working around the house. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Some people put a swear word in front of it. Or behind it. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Oh, I can get in trouble with this one. I'm just going to move on for number four. That's a whole other story. Okay? Honor... No, who said that? Honor thy father and thy mother. What if they no good? Honor thy father and thy mother. What if they in prison? Honor thy father and mother. Send them a, send them a food box. Call them. Go visit them. Bye, everybody. Thou shalt not kill. That means babies too. Amen. Amen. Alright? Thou shalt not kill. And, you know, when I was working at the prison, when I was working at the prison with the little with the young people, they didn't know nothing. Alright? I'm not just telling you, they didn't know nothing. They didn't know nothing. I, I asked them, I said, you guys, you guys in here know what abortion is? And they didn't know. Now I was explaining to him, oh, that's terrible, that's terrible. I said, guys, do you know what partial birth abortion is? They didn't know. I said, all right, here, I'm going to tell you what it means. It means partial birth. That means they pull the baby partially out the mother's body and kill it. They was grossed out. I said, you know what? Infanticide is... Uh, yeah. I ain't got a whole lot of kids in here today. Some of us do. All of us know what? Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not covet. All right, I, I, I just gave you the tip. That's just so you know. It's going to come back to this lesson. He asked the man. He said, thou knowest the commandments. Now watch this. That word knowest. That word knowest don't mean you do you just know them. See, some of us just know them. When he says, when Jesus is saying to this rich, young ruler who would have known what he meant when he said, that thou knowest the commandments. He didn't say, can you recite the Ten Commandments? He said, do you know them? Are you intimate with them? Are you, are you in love with the commandments? Are you passionate about not committing adultery? Are you passionate about not killing? Are you passionate about not stealing? Are you passionate not, about not lying or defrauding one another? Are you passionate about honoring your father and mother? That's what he's asking them. That's what he's asking them. He ain't saying, can you recite them? Some people got good memories. They can recite them. While stealing and lying. He said, do you know him? Are you intimate with him? 
Are you living them? This was a good man. This was a good man. This was a good man. But I say this, hell going to be full of good people. Okay? But this was a good man. Let's not be mistaken. Let's not be mistaken. This is a good fellow. Okay? And he answered. Watch this now. Conversation is changing. The conversation is changing. The tone is changing. This, this young man has realized that he is in the presence of God. Things are changing. He didn't drop the good master. Now he said, he, he answered, he understood who he was talking to now. And he's not, no, not good master no more. He answered and said unto him, Master. Don't miss that. He studied the word of God. He calls a master. He answered and said unto him, Master. He says this. This is, this is just fascinating. All these have I observed from my youth. That word observe, that word observe me, I've kept them. I am passionate about them. I do love them. Now, now, now watch this now. Don't miss this. It's important in this lesson. Jesus gave him the second five of the ten. He gave him, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not... Defraud not one another, honor the mother father. Not in that sack order, but he gave him, really, he gave him the easy ones. I would hope, I would hope that everybody in this room and everybody listening to us, wherever they listen to us at, can keep these five. Okay? There shouldn't be no adulterers up in here. Shouldn't be no one up in here killing people and killing babies. Shouldn't be nobody in here stealing. I should be able to leave my wallet on the table in the church. You think? Amen. I, I, you know, I, I remember. I remember back in the day. You come to church, all the coats was out in the lobby. Nobody worried about it. What happened? Now people wearing their coats. They they sitting on their coats in church. Women holding their wallets like football players. Hold their purses, you know. You know, the preacher trying to get them wallets. <laughs> Shoot, holding that wallet. You know, the preacher trying to get that wallet. All right, here we go. Here we go. You doing all that stuff? You know, who you're talking to. I'm not good, master. I'm the master now. See, y'all remember the story when they brought the woman called in adultery? They brought the woman to Jesus, called in adultery. And they said, this woman, we caught her in the very act of adultery. And then Jesus said to them, as he started writing all their adulterous relationships, all their lying, all their stealing, all their defrauding one another, he started writing it in the sand. And then he looked up and said, he who is Without sin, you cast the first stone. Then he, then the time he looked up again, they was all gone. <laughs> they was all gone. Okay, so he he's looking at this young man, and 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 he knows everything about him. How do I know that? Because he is God. He is omniscient. He knows everything about us. Ain't no sense us lying. Now I can say you could lie to me, because I'm not omniscient. 
I'm not half the time remembering anything. Okay? And it's getting bad. And kids be sitting in Korea and be like, you know, you back again. Yeah, I forgot my keys. You back again. I forgot my phone. You back again. I forgot my wallet. Okay. I'm on my way. I leave a half hour early when I'm going somewhere, and that way I can come back home two times at least <laughs> and get stuff. You know what I mean, Blanche? <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. And he answered verse 20. He answered verse 20. Let me read verse 20 again. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. And then Jesus, verse 21. This is radical now. Remember, we're in a radical series. I'm going to be talking some radical stuff because salvation is radical. It ain't, salvation ain't just something you just walk into. You know, you, you go to church, the message ain't even preached, the sound, the choir sound good, the, the preacher look good and he's smooth and you get saved. No, 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 no. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? And you, folks now going to church be entertained. Your favorite singer ain't singing. They don't want to be there. And if the choir, if the organ player gets sick, the preacher don't have a clue what to do. I got to preach? Here we go. Verse 21. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. This was a good fellow. This was a good fellow. This was a good guy. Okay? Jesus, behold me. Jesus was looking at him with love. Saying that, he said, are you, are you serious about this? Do you really want eternal life? Because I'm going to tell you how to get it. And it's not going to be nice. He's looking at him and he's, he's hoping that the guy would say, never mind. Never mind. I, I, I'll, I'll come back another day for eternal life. I don't think you're in a good mood. Jesus is always in a good mood to tell you about how to get eternal life. Okay? And he said unto him, <laughs> Jesus talking to, the, to this guy, this rich, this rich young ruler. He says, one thing thou lackest. Now that ought to have been, that, ought to have been, that would have been encouraging to me. If God would have told me there's only one thing that I am lacking, to have eternal life, I'd have been like, come on with it. Amen. Come on with it. Just one thing, I can do one thing. Amen. Be careful what you ask for. Uh-huh. Be careful what you ask for. So Jesus tells this man who called Jesus in the way, okay? That's Mark 17. He called Jesus in the way. And then Jesus saying, here, go your way. Verse 21. Go that way. He said, go back home. Go back where you came from. And sell whatsoever thou hast. Get rid of it. Sell it. And don't keep the money. Don't keep the money. See, I told you this is radical. Go sell everything you have and don't keep the money. Matter of fact, give the money to the poor. Become a father of the poor. How about that? Be a blessing to the poor with all your money because when you do that 
you shall have treasure in heaven. How about that? He's going to have, you give what you have to the poor and I'll give you treasure in heaven. How about that? See, he's not only getting eternal life, he's not only going to heaven, but when he gets there, listen, he's going to have treasure. You know there are going to be levels of blessings in heaven? Based on your works, based on your love for the things of God, based on your faithfulness, there will be levels of, of blessings in heaven. Okay? Hmm. He didn't want it. He says, and come. Go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And then come back, and I got a cross for you. And you take up your cross like I'm taking up mine. See, this is where we, where we, where we struggle at in Christianity. We, we want Jesus to have a cross, but we don't want a cross. Let me tell you something. You get a cross too. If you following a guy, if you following a God that's carrying a cross, you're gonna be carrying one too. Okay. Somebody saying the song, "No cross, no crown, no pain." No suffering, no heartache, no struggle, no, no, no battles down here, no crown. You're going to go through something down here. Amen. You're going to go through something down here. I was, I was at work yesterday. I was at work yesterday. We got a new manager. We got a new manager. She's been there three days. She never, never met me. Never met me. Never met me. So I'm sitting by one of the pavilions, and, and, and she told one of the other managers, who is that over there? He up there smoking in the pavilion. I see him smoking in the pavilion. Now, that's come. Some, from somebody who don't even know me is accusing me of smoking. Now, y'all know better than that. Smoking is not a sin that I would struggle with. Amen. Okay? I got some other ones you might have been close to. <laughs> okay? Now, she don't even know me. She said, he up there smoking in the pavilion. I saw him smoking. I'll tell you something. Know what she saw? If she saw any smoke coming from me, she saw God's Shekinah glory. Okay? That's all she could have saw. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. As a Christian, as a man of God, as a woman of God, when you go somewhere, people will see the glory of God on you. And if they don't praise and worship God, they will accuse you. He is a... He is accuser of the brethren. So, so, so the guy, one of my buddies, come over to know me that I've been working with. He's like, "Dude, you ain't gonna believe what she said because he already know me. I already gave my testimony. He already know all I do is eat protein bars and work out and drink water the whole time I'm there. He's like, you ain't gonna believe what she said. She said she saw you smoking. Listen, let me tell you something. He laughed. Okay, but what am I saying? You gonna go through something? Amen. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you going through something down here." Let me get back to the text. This is pop-up stuff. One thing thou lackest. Now, his one thing ain't your one thing. Mm-hmm. We all got a one thing. We all got a one thing. You know, some of y'all, I know it ain't money. Okay? <laughs> you ain't got to worry about selling everything. This don't apply to you. Okay? You broke as a joke. <laughs> you didn't already got rid of everything. No, no, no. <laughs> Your one thing may be 
What are some of the things that keep you from coming to the Lord? Think about it. Think about some of the things that keep you from coming to the Lord. Not not you personally, but anybody. What are some of the things? I, I, I wrote them down. Yes, they do. And money's not on my short list here. But here are some of the things that keep people from coming to the Lord. Stuff. Attachments. Some of us are attached to the worldly lifestyle. Can't let it go. We cannot let it go. Jesus said, listen, leave that lifestyle. They love that lifestyle. That lifestyle become their God. I listen. I listen to Jake Cram talking about these LGBT people and these transvestites and all that. That is their life. They love that stuff. They worship that lifestyle. They want everybody to have it. I mean, if we had some believers that was as gone whole as them, man, we would make a difference in the world. Distractions. Think about the distractions we have. I, I work with some people, and listen, let me tell you something. And, and they got a birthday party every week. They got a wedding. They got a shower. They got a, a, a party, a graduation. I mean, they, they got stuff on their schedule every week. You know, funerals are becoming, funerals are even becoming stuff that people feel like they have to do, especially so start getting older. People ask me all the time, you going to so-and-so funeral? No. I'm not running and chasing down everybody's funeral. I believe this. I don't want everybody at my funeral. I'm telling city right now, it's going to be private. I don't want everybody at my funeral that's coming by giving me the finger while I'm in the casket. <laughs> Come on, Jake. But it's going to be, it ought to be private. A funeral is invitation only. Now, some of y'all going to have more invitations than me. All right, listen, it's going to be tight. All right? All right? I'm just telling you. Just wrong relationships keep us from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of, us, some of us love our family more than we love the Lord. Jesus said, if you love your brothers and your sisters and your children more than me, you can have no part of me. Some of our family members, some of our, some of our children and our them is, is, is our gods. It's our gods. It's our, I mean, we, and, and you know what? When them rascals get old, they cut you to the curb. Kick you to the curb. I'm 67 years old, still cutting grass. Ray, you think Ray ever going to come over and say, you know, I, I got it. Where the weed whacker at? Huh? You, you know, I'll be out there. I'll be out there like this. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Kids. I'm just telling you, wrong relationships. Wrong relationship with family and friends and co-workers. Keep you from the Lord. A lot of people don't come to the Lord because they don't want to go to work the next day. They really say. They'll be like, I gotta, I gotta, if I'm really saved, everybody's going to know they're going to... Listen, if you really say, if you really say, you may save that whole plant. You may save that whole department that you work in. Because people need to see it. People need to see dogmatic. They need to see radical faith. Okay? 
They don't even walk around. You got a little, what would Jesus do, bracelet on? And then, you know, and you know, and he's standing like this when you're around people, unbelievers. They need to see that radicalness. Amen. I remember, I remember when I got saved at the prison. When I got saved at the prison, let me tell you something. I was knocking heads, bro. I was busting up them dudes, man. We ain't had no cameras and dude. Oh, dude, dude barricade in his room. Oh, that was that was on the top of the chart. Got the steel lockers, he all barricaded up. Oh, we got the key though. So we opened the door. Me and Jeffro and Sim for them. We was some. We was the baddest dudes out there. We was like three amigos, and then we sitting behind the locker, and we just run in there and just smoke them, just smoke them. Yeah, Lord. I was off the chain. I was off the chain. Two forty-five, benching four hundred. Walk up in there. Mm. I used to tell the inmates, I say, you know, when God saved me, saved you. Amen. Amen. I did. I said, well, God saved me, he saved you, because, you know, two years ago, you wouldn't talk to me like that, you know? God saved me and took that away. Wow, thank you, Lord. Fear. So, you know, some people don't come to the Lord because of fear, because they don't know where God may take them. Scared. I'll come to the Lord, you know, if, you come, if, if God truly saved you, it's going to be supernatural. It's going to be supernatural. And you may never be the same person. You may, you may lose everything. Nobody, nobody calling me. Come to the party. You know, I'm not coming to your party. I don't want to be around all that. You ain't going to get invited to a whole lot of stuff. Okay, you get used to it. You get used to it. Let me stop. I just want to talk about some of the things that stop us from coming to the Lord. And in, 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 in verse 20, this man says this, and he answered, said unto him, Master, all these things I have done observed since my youth. And Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell everything. Take up that cross and follow me. Now watch this. This is the world we live in. Somebody hearing this today. Somebody hearing this today. And he's sad. He was sad at that saying. How about that? Verse 22. He was sad at that saying. He wanted eternal life, but he wanted it how? On his terms. He wanted it on his turn. So he flew off the handle, lips all poked out, shoulders slumped over, told all his entourage, let's roll, we out of here. Because he wanted salvation at his terms. He wanted to bring all his junk with him. He wanted to bring his lifestyle with him. Okay? He wanted to, he wanted to still be able to drink all he wants, smoke all the weed he wants, Pimping and, and 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 all that. He wanted all that. He didn't want to. He didn't. He wanted to bring all that. And you know what? There's a lot of churches selling all that too. Come as you are. Don't don't worry about it. You know, most preachers would have seen this rich up. Come on, man. Here's here's the here's the here's the deacon pamphlet. We tied ten percent. We had tied in church. You got that kind of money. You can tie twenty percent, and you can bring all your stuff, and you gonna get to heaven. That's what they teach you. 
That's a lie. Straight from the pits. And many of us, many of people have walked away greedy because they want to bring their mess to the kingdom. Ain't no mess in the kingdom. Amen. Ain't no mess in the kingdom. The Bible says flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. How about that? Now watch Jesus. See, Jesus ain't Joe Osteen. Jesus ain't T.D. Jesus is not Kenneth Copeland. Jesus is not Joyce Myers. Jesus is Jesus. Okay? He ain't watering it down. He ain't going to say, well, you know, there's some good Muslims out there. There's no good Muslims out there. All right? Muslims hate Jesus. Ah, uh, you know, they, God speaks to them a different way. Well, I don't know, Joe. Okay. God has a son named Jesus. Islam said there's no Jesus. God has no only begotten son. That's right on the wall of, uh, of, 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 of the synagogue in Egypt. Right on the wall. God, Allah has no son. Hmm. He don't to, to, to Islam. But listen, you get old Islam a lot. Aslam Slaker. Verse 24. Watch this. No, verse 23. Watch this. Because I tell you, the, the, the preachers today, they're so compromised. They're so compromised. They're so sold out. They're not, they not going to confront anybody. Everybody welcome. Now they're never going that sign out there. All is welcome. Listen, listen. All is not welcome. All right? Y'all, I know y'all saying that's radical. Yeah, because Jesus is radical. The church is not a place where sinners meet. It's a place where the people of God come to hear the word of God and to be blessed and to praise God and worship God. And you unsaved and you don't know the Lord, you can't worship God. How are you going to praise God? What are you going to praise him for? Uh-huh. Now, I, ain't trying to, I mean, we can come as a visitor. You more than won't come as a visitor, but you ain't coming in here talking about I'm bringing my lifestyle with me. Amen. Okay? Amen. You ain't going to sit up in here hugged up with no dude. Oh. Amen. Amen. I'm just saying. Amen. You can come in here as a house of worship. Jesus said, my house, my house should be called a house of prayer. So I, I, I know some people say, well, you know, we, we want to fill the church. My job ain't to fill the church. It's your job to fill the church. My job is to fill the pulpit. And the people go out and, and tell people what they, what they hear. Oh, okay. We don't like that. Our preacher said we can drink all we want. We can get high. We, we got 15, 20 people in our church shacking up. We got homosexuals on the organ. We got homosexuals in the choir. We, we, we got... Gang bangers. I mean, I, I be reading in the paper. You know, guy gets in a shootout, killing people, and he get killed. And he and the preacher said he's going to heaven. Uh-huh. Let me let me let me shut it down. I know I get on y'all's nerves. Jesus will get on y'all's nerves. Jesus will get on y'all's last nerves. I know that. Verse twenty two. Verse twenty three. One more time. How about that? And Jesus looked around. He looked around. Verse 23. And Jesus looked around and about and said unto his disciples. How hardly shall they that have riches enter the kingdom of heaven. He didn't look around the disciples and say, you know what, I'm going to lower their standards. This is a good dude. He got a lot of money, Judas. Uh, uh, 
We could use some extra change, you know. Now, he didn't say that. He looked around and he looked at his disciples and he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter the kingdom of heaven? And the disciples were astonished at his words. They were surprised. They were amazed. Because they started looking at themselves saying, Are you sure we can get in? And the disciples were astonished at his word, but Jesus answered again and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? How hard is it? It is impossible. It is impossible to enter kingdom if riches is your God. But watch. Watch. Verse 25. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, now think about it. Can a camel go through the eye of a needle? What did I say earlier? And I, and I say this all the time. I heard Paul Washer say it. He said salvation is a supernatural act of God whereby a man becomes a new creature. Okay? If you saved you were saved supernaturally. You wasn't saved because you wanted to be saved. You were saved because you were saved supernaturally. How does that camel get through that eye of a needle? By the grace of God. The same way you get through it. By the grace of God. No. They were astonished. Out of measure. Saying unto themselves, who then can be saved? And Jesus looking upon them, verse 27, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. With God, all things are possible. God offered this man a treasure. God is still offering men treasures. He's still saying, come to the Lord. Deal with that one thing. Deal with that one thing and come to the Lord and have treasure. I, 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 I said this before. I'm amazed at how many people will stay in a messed up, a messed up situation knowing that God is the answer. Amen. And they'll just stay in that mess and they'll watch people who love the Lord prosper and God has blessed them and give them power and grace and I don't, I don't want that because it's going to cost me too much. I got to put down my beer, put down my weed. Y'all, I don't even think y'all know how much I enjoy golfing. I, I, I couldn't tell y'all how much I enjoy golfing. Okay? And I, at the time, that was my one thing. Cindy and Karina know how much I love golfing. I golf every day. I would golf twice a day. It didn't matter. I was golfing in the wintertime, hit the ball up on the greens, and the greens was froze, feel like a window broke. And I had I had equipment for rain, equipment for heat. I golfed. It didn't matter. I went to Florida and golfed. I would golf all over. Everywhere I went, I golfed and I golfed and I golfed. And I loved it. And God took that thing from me. Told me, you can't golf and serve me. That's your God. And uh, uh, what's your one thing? Well, I know some of y'all got some hard one things. Boy, y'all got some hard one things. But let me tell you something. That one thing is before God. That one thing is a problem. 
That one thing is a problem. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, we, we pray for these folks. Amen. Whatever that one thing is, I pray that you give them power and release them from that one thing. If it's a friend, if it's a relationship, if it's a child, if it's a spouse, if it's a hobby, give them strength. Because we all know what our one thing is. Yes, Lord.